Heartbeats, revealing stories from the heart. Hi guys, my name is Samuel Machi. Welcome to the Heartbeat Show. The Heartbeat Show is centered around discussing and elaborating on the everyday life issues, issues ranging from sexual abuse, child molestation, mental health, and every issue that affects mankind. But I'm not alone today. I'm with amazing co-hosts with me. On my right hand side is one fair girl. She doesn't want to be referred as Chinko. We've got Messi in the building. Messi, how are you? I'm fine. Alright, awesome. We got we have Messi. Her name is Messi Ellen. So anywhere you see Messi Ellen, just know that she's live on the Heartbeat Show. And on my left hand side is one black chocolate. She's really fine. Everybody calls her Americana. Mm. Alright, so her name is Esther. Esther, how are you? I'm fine. Hey, hi everyone. My name is Esther Butu and I'm glad to be here. Highlights of the show basically. The news, we have discussions. Basically, we're going to be discussing every time issues. Issues that we hear on the street and we want to bring it home. We want to bring it to your ears. We want to bring it live on the show. So you're going to be listening to very heartbreaking stories. Please don't cry. Don't break your screen or don't feel like, don't feel bad. But we're going to discuss these issues. We're going to have the new segment. Like I said, the new segment, we're going to have, um, discuss about certain things. We're going to have my story. My story basically is one of the most touching stories that I've heard. It's one of the, it's for me, it's the exciting and gay, 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 uh, aspect of the show. Anyway, so stay tuned. Uh, we'll be right back. Take care and don't go anywhere. Father pregnant his 12 years old daughter and his security man raped an 8 years old girl who is a pastor daughter. Stay tuned and we'll be right back. Welcome back, guys. I trust that we stay tuned to listen to the news. The news basically is heartbreaking, listening to the fact that a young girl was raped, was not just raped, was pregnanted by her father. She's four months pregnant, according to the details of that story. And then the story of the security man who was supposed to flock in, raping a pastor's daughter. Like, imagine, let me employ you. You get that kind of thing, and then so I'm employing a security man, and he now raised my daughter. I have my co-host here with me. I'm basically going to get the views for me. I don't do vex already, but make I just listen to them. So, starting from the yellow girl that's refusing to be chinko. Okay, sorry. Okay, really, it's heartbreaking because, and I don't even know how to to say because a father. Impregnating his daughter. What would you call that child? Is this my grandchild? Because yeah, actually, <laughs> like, you, you understand, you know, like, how do you? What will you relate the child? Is this my grandson? Or, I don't even know what. My like, son, grandson. Like it's not. You can't even compare. Like, mm. it's, I don't know. Mm. Yeah, All right. So the chocolate lady Esther. Okay, to me, I think it's beyond normal mm. for you to be attracted to your own daughter. Like, it's beyond normal. So, like she said, it's a mental issue. It's something that needs to be worked on, corrected. You know, beyond the punishment, it's not going to change anything. Something has to be done. It, there needs to be an reorientation about something. Because I think he's seeing his daughter in a certain way and needs to be corrected. 
So probably you need help. You really need help. But you can punish him, you'll come back and still do the same thing if that thing is not corrected. Hmm, interesting. We've been seeing too many mental things. All right. God help us not to go mental on issues like this. But I'm trying to look at the mind of that young girl. Basically, um, I, I have adults with me here and not kids anymore. What was it like for you as a young child? Did you have any of this experience or did you know anything about sex? Uh, let me start with Esther. Start with you the first time. Okay, so um, when I was 12, I was just maybe, I was in, I can't remember, junior school during about. <laughs> so, and then it's okay i had knowledge of sex but not full details and for the kind of people that i had around me my family my brothers they didn't make it so obvious that you have to protect yourself my elder sister was always telling me not to get close to guys when they are doing funny things i just try as much as possible to avoid myself leave their environment basically but i wasn't really giving the full information about sex but still like that i was careful around them the messy at that age what was on your mind Ah, I'm a not bad <laughs> issue for you. Twelve years old, I don't know sex. It's all right. Let's continue. No, that's the word I found. That's the word I found myself. I was, like I said, I was very exposed. Yeah, I was very exposed. So um, my sis, my mom, so you don't do this, don't do that. So I was, like I said, I was very knowledgeable because I didn't. Okay, I didn't do it actually, but I knew I was, I was very, yeah, yeah. I was, I knew so much about it. Maybe she must have heard so much about it and she wasn't guided, just naive and rather um, but took advantage of it. So like, like I said, as for me, my own childhood experience was very exposed to the environment and so that's how it was for me. Really shocking. Um, again, like I agree to what my co-host had just said that um, environment also really matters because 10 already, I already knew about sex. I used to see what uncle and one auntie in one room, one corner, they used to be going up and down like they're pumping car, you know. And then back then, we used to peep at the window and be looking at what's happening, you know. But we did, there was, there was basically, there was really nobody to tell us if it was wrong or not. We just felt like it was normal. And then unconsciously, some of us now would now want to try mommy and daddy. Yeah. I don't know if, I don't know if you guys played, okay, if you played I, the I, game. I did you play the, Esther, did you play mommy and daddy game? <laughs> Playing that game, or maybe it's with my twin brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, hey, hey, hey spirit of God. No, like not something serious. Like if you want to play a game, I trust my brother now. So we do the daddy. Yeah. We do the daddy. Now. I hope you So we don't do anything so, funny. Yeah. Ah, just I just my brother is them. I don't see myself doing with any other. Uh, we, we tell, we tell mommy for you. Yeah, maybe. 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 <laughs> <laughs> see, see. Wow, interesting experience in childhood. I'm going to ask one question and then it's directed at the community. Would we say that the community had no idea of what was happening? Because, um, yes, we know that medically you can have sex once and then you get pregnant and all of that. But didn't have anybody observe anything? But where's mommy in this situation? Okay, mommy may not even know what's going on. Mm. Feels, this is his daughter. So why would there be any suspicious thing going on?
I forgot how to see love in everything. I forgot totally. My brother say he love me, I love him too. My mom call me honey, I call him boo. But my neighbor no like me, I hate him too. And mom call me stupid, I call him fool. Cause I forgot how to love the way you asked me to. Remind me, remind me how to love. I forgot how to give those who are in need. So selfish of me. Even when it got too hard, too hard for me to care, I forgot how to try. My baby says she's hungry, I give him food. I tell him I will do anything for you. But a stranger say, please, I no get you. I look I'm like this, say, who are you? Cause I forgot how to love the way you asked me to. Remind me, remind me how to love. Welcome back to the show. I still have with me Esther Butu and then I have... Messi Elan. So we'll be moving to that the segment called My Story. My Story basically is a story sent by a young girl who has been abused. Um, she shared her story. And I, please, I want you to take, carefully listen to the story. And then at the end of the story, we're going to also have a conversation about that story. Um, please, while you're listening, you could, if you're not following us on our social media platforms, please follow us at underscore amazing hearts on Instagram, underscore amazing heart on Twitter, Amazing Heart Foundation on Facebook. Remember, we need to create a safe haven for humanity. Now let's listen to my story. I was eight the first time it happened. My parents were busy people and so I and my sisters were left in the care of my dad's cousin. He was always friendly with us and we felt so comfortable around him. He even called me his favorite and he made me glad and I hoped he would never leave. Suddenly, he started giving me this constant stares during the night. And I didn't count as anything because I felt it was just an adult attitude. One evening, he made me sit on his laps. And then, he put his hands under my skirt. I pulled away quickly because I knew something wasn't right. I knew I was in danger. I started crying and even when I tried looking at him, he looked so different like I have never seen him before. This was not the person I've always known. With time, he started coming to my room more often. He would come when my sisters were asleep. He would touch me in all places. 
including my privates. It threatened me, so I couldn't tell anyone. I became mentally sick. I became depressed. Then, then I began to have nightmares. So one day, he made some insulting statements about my mom. It was as if my emotions were on fire and I vowed to speak up. I told my mom everything that night and my dad's cousin was sent packing. Just when I thought I would finally heal, someone close to me. I would choose not to mention his name but his family. He started molesting me. I was about 12 at that time. He would come to my room cover my mouth and start caressing me. It would pull my underwear and right there I would just freeze because I knew if I tried to struggle it may be a different story. It would bring out his pennies and rub it over my body. It wasn't as if he was having sex with me but I did not feel any less violated. I felt dirty. I was so traumatized. I even had nightmares that he would come back with his friends. Anytime I see the sky turn dark, my heart gets overcome with fear. I hate myself already and I don't know if I will ever heal. I'm only speaking up. At least maybe I will find some help. This is my story. Wow, what an adventure. I don't feel like I'd be, I have the grace to even talk about this. Let me allow the ladies to talk because now they be feeling past. <laughs> this is going first. It's, it's some, I didn't listen to the end. I didn't listen to the end. Is this really real? And people are really going through this. Um, it's really interesting. This is the story that we're hearing now, and I'm, I'm very sure. 100 like more than 50% like yeah so other stories that we've heard even more traumatic than this it's very heartbreaking and the funny thing is the perpetrators are all family mm. that's really bad part like so where do we who do we even trust where do we start from family and you know it's really heartbreaking yeah. Yeah, like I said today um, it's beyond people doing it but we should focus more on that. The thing that's what we should focus more on. So the main thing is that beyond just throwing blame for people, it's the guys, it's the girls, girls do it, boys do it. Let's focus on the act itself and how to make sure that this thing doesn't continue. Make sure that it stops basically that should be our major focus than blaming other people because it's normal we can blame other people that we want to blame the mouth it's not Hmm. Interesting. Because at the end of the story, while she was narrating, she asked for help. Yeah. And she said that she was sharing this because she's looking for a way out. So she's almost like she's drawn in. Remember, for those that are Christians, remember in the scripture where 
was Peter that was in water, right? Where he started sinking and then he yelled and then he shouted, Jesus, I beg you, man, I won't, I won't fall inside you, please. Shark won't bite me. So she's, she's in that situation right now and then what advice would you give to her? Okay, first of all, she needs to come to accept the fact that it's okay. Hmm. You know, it's, it, your healing, your everything starts from acceptance. Mm. So you have to accept that this thing is happening, what doesn't define you. Mm. Then through acceptance, you're able to forgive yourself. Mm. Forgive everybody that has hurt you, that, you know, that caused you this pain. When you're able to forgive, you open your heart to be able to speak to someone. Even if you don't get the solution, the speaking out feels you mm. to mm. So you speak to somebody about somebody trusted, you know, who can help you go through the place, you can get an accountability partner, you know, give say words of affirmation, write a word, write when you write something out and begin to affirm this word, confess it. It's shaping your mind, it heals mm. you to a large extent. And if you can seek uh, seek for spiritual help, people that can pray along with you. Encourage you, you know, speak God's word into your heart. Hmm, interesting. Merci, Ella. Well, first, I'm going to applaud her for speaking up because. Please, let's let's tell her that is, is you. Because Before she must have taken this act to speak up, to not feel like she was in a, a cage or something. So, for her to speak up, like she just came out of that cage, nowhere to go, mm-hmm. she turned left or right. So, kudos to her for speaking up. That was very courageous. Next thing, like um, Esther said, she 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 could get a counselor, someone she can confide in, and all of that, and. I believe that if she follows that step, getting a counselor, spiritual help, mental help, coming together, she'll be perfectly fine. And she keeps telling her stories to encourage other people that are still frigid. Interesting. I feel like that's why we're doing this. That's why we have this show where we give people a platform to express themselves and for those of us that are out there for those listening to the shows thank you for still being part and thank you for still listening we want you to provide solutions what can she do we've given our we've given our views on the show what do you think that she can do and if you're out there you're going to something similar the happy show is basically for you we want to tell your story to the world don't die in silence um one of the things that kill more than anything is when you when when you are silent about it. It kills you more. You you because the devil basically and that's and that's what the devil plays on. The devil plays on your ignorance. The devil plays on the fact that you are silent and then he uses that against you. But when you speak out, freedom comes. You know, problem shared is a problem half solved. So when you when you shade, it helps you. It helps people to begin to gather around you and you know, and keep you. So if you're out there, you have a story. Please share with us. Please. Sending your views and sending your views. Remember, go to our social media platforms and please, we're looking for your answers so that we can give out to people that are there. Let's stop this from happening. Um, the Heartbeat Show is powered by Amazing Foundation. Amazing Foundation is a foundation set out to create a safe heaven, a safe heaven for humanity, where humanity can grow and thrive. My name is Sam Machi. 
This is the Heartbeat Show. We love you. We thank you for being part of yeah. us. From us in the studio, it is bye for now. Bye bye. Take care. Heartbeat, revealing stories from the heart.